Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the A Little Less Fear podcast. I am your host for the show, Dr. Lino Martinez. Oh yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to A Little Less Fear podcast. I'd like to introduce Kevin Palmieri. I, I, I really want to say it with an accent. <laughs> I want to say Kevin Palmieri. So, really interesting. I'm so glad that we're connecting. Uh, well, basically, Kevin was determined to overcome anxiety, depression, and to finally live the life he'd always dreamed of. Years later, he now hosts a podcast that impacts hundreds of thousands of people in countries all over the world. Welcome to A Little Less Fear podcast. Tell us about your journey. Tell us everything in between. And thanks for being on my show. Lino, I appreciate you having me, my friend. We've had a wonderful conversation behind the scenes, so I'm excited to to bring it to the front. So yeah, today I'm a podcaster and a podcast coach and a speaker and an entrepreneur and, and all these things I never planned on being, but I had very humble beginnings. And I think it's important that people understand that where you are today isn't necessarily where you have to be forever and where somebody else is today isn't necessarily where they started. So I was raised in a house by my mom and my grandmother. I didn't know my dad. I didn't meet my dad until I was 27. So I was raised by by women. And growing up, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, but I did know I didn't want to go to college. I knew that at a fairly young age. I don't know how I knew that. I don't know why I knew that, but I just... I didn't want to do the normal thing, quote unquote. So all of my friends went off to college after high school. I started pumping gas at the gas station. That's where I worked. And I job hopped for like the next five years. I eventually got this unique opportunity in an industry called weatherization. All that means is we would go into buildings and make them more energy efficient. That's all we did. We would work in attics. We'd work on windows and doors and all sorts of stuff like that. Now, I worked for the state and or government at times. So I made a lot of money. I made anywhere from 60 to $120 an hour. Wow, for, fantastic. For somebody who didn't go to college in yeah. your mid twenties, I mean, that's, you, oh, you know, yeah, there's, definitely. there's not much more than that. So if you saw me when I was 25, Lino, you would say, well, this, this person is living the dream. Like they have everything you could possibly want. Sports car, model girlfriend, high paying job. I had just done a bodybuilding show. So I was in the best shape of my life. I had what? a new apartment. <laughs> Every, quite literally everything you could possibly want, but I was very miserable. I was not fulfilled. I was anxious. I was depressed. I was dealing with a lot of my own insecurities. My girlfriend ended up leaving me because I was just a shell of myself. And when she left me, I assumed more money would fix the problems. That's just what I thought. I assumed more money, less problems. So that next year, I ended up getting a promotion at my job. And I became a foreman at the company I worked at. And that meant that I was on the job from the very beginning to the very end. And we did most of our jobs on the road. We were traveling for most of the year. Wow, that's a lot of hours, huh? A lot of hours. So we get to the end of the year and I had been on the road for 10 months out of the 12. Every single what week. What in the world? I was living in hotels. And it didn't really bother me and it didn't really matter because I was making money. And that was, that was really my goal. So we get to the end of the year. I had my final pay stub and I, I said, okay, did I do it? Did I make $100,000? That was my goal. So I made $100,000 at 26 with no college degree. But I remember when I opened my pay stub, I remember thinking that nothing changed. 
uh, it felt really good for about five minutes. And then I went back to feeling anxious. I went back to feeling insecure. I went back to thinking like, I don't really feel excited for a brighter future. I don't really want to do this. Like, why am I working so hard for something that didn't fill me up? And in that moment, I realized that for most of my life, I'd lived unconsciously. The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast. So that was <laughs> I the, like the sound of that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, that's right in alignment with you. Yeah. I just like everybody else in the beginning for me, it was just a passion project. I just wanted to interview my friends about what they were afraid of and what they wanted out of life. And I just wanted to be hyperconscious. But the problem is, since my job gave me this all this money but didn't fix any of my problems, I stopped caring about my job completely. So I started calling out, I'd show up late, I'd leave the job site early, and it just kept making me more and more burnt out is probably the best way to put it. And it started to take a toll on my mental health, on my physical health. So one morning I woke up, I was six hours away from where I lived in a hotel in New Jersey. My alarm clock went off. I sat up, I slid to the edge of the bed and I was lacing up my work boots. And the best way to explain it, you know, is there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time. And every single one was on a different station. And one was saying, you're stuck here forever. One was saying, if you do leave this job, what will your friends think? If you do leave this job, what will your family think? And if you do leave this job, you really think you're going to be a successful podcaster. And in that moment, I felt like if I was to take my life, I would take my problems with me. Now, luckily, I have a very good business partner who is a best friend and a brother at this point and a mentor. And I messaged him. And I said, hey, I'm having these dark thoughts. I don't know what's going on. This job is killing me. I don't know what to do. And he said, Kev, so much has changed over the last few years, but your environments have stayed the same. I think it's time for you to make a change. And three or four months later, I ended up leaving that job and becoming a very, very broke entrepreneur and working my face off until we got to the point where we did today, which took five years. But that was really the moment that changed my life is where I said, whatever I'm doing is not working. I don't want to do this forever. I need to make a big life change. And it was scary, but looking back, it was the best thing that I ever did. So that was your rock bottom moment. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, there's not much further to go from no, there. Not you if know? you're contemplating suicide. Oh my yeah. goodness. Mm. You know, um, it, I mean, you can really feel like you're in a bottomless pit when you're feeling suicidal. So how did you actually come out of that depression though? Yeah, it's interesting because I get asked that a lot and I don't really have a great answer because ideally I'd have like, oh, these are the five things I did that really, really helped. I think one thing was I started really, really working on myself. So, and I'll preface it with this too. I have done therapy. I've been in therapy several times before that suicidal ideation as well as, no, actually just before. I did not go to therapy after that. So I have some experience in therapy. But for me, something weird happened, you know, is when I started doing what I felt like I should be doing, when I actually focused more on fulfillment than almost anything else, it kind of went away. Now, I still dealt with anxiety and I had panic attacks that I had to overcome, but I've never felt anything close to that depression level since. And I'll tell you, life has not been easy. I've been very broke, you know, couldn't pay rent, couldn't get Christmas presents for my girlfriend, couldn't fix my car, but it never was like it was on the edge of that bed. So I think one of the things for me is I'm actually doing something I enjoy. Yeah, it's it's been 
challenging and it's been uh, to a breaking point and I've been on the bed crying, but it's never been to the point where I was depressed like that. So I think the biggest part for me is I get to do what I love every day and I've worked so hard on myself, my own level of self-improvement, my own level of self-awareness that I think I've looked in the mirror so many times that I understand myself at a deep level and I can say, well, where is this actually coming from? Right. Is this a real feeling or are you just connecting something from your past to today? What does this actually mean in the grand scheme of things? It's an excellent question to ask yourself. I mm, appreciate that. Thank you. So how did you actually find that podcasting was your joy? <laughs> I was, so I think a lot of people have this. I was interviewed on a podcast and that gave me the idea. So before I started the podcast and I made the money, I was interviewed on Alan, my business partner's podcast. And he wasn't my business partner. He was just my friend. And at the end of that interview, I said, imagine if you could do that for a living. And that planted a seed for me of, that would be cool. Like, imagine if you could do that for a living. An hour and a half went by in what feels like five minutes. Like, that would be really cool. Oh, yeah. So I think that when I found quote unquote, unquote success and realized that wasn't what I wanted, that was the next thing in my mind of like, well, you said that would be pretty cool. Maybe that's an, an opportunity. And I think I really started to understand that it was my passion and or purpose when I was having these deep conversations with people that other people actually resonated with. Mm -hmm. Like I was just talking about what I wanted to talk about and what I, what I valued and what I was curious about. And I had a lot of people reach out early on and say like, this is, this is something different. One of my first interviews, I sat down with one of my friends who called me in high school and said he was debating suicide. He said, will you come to the hospital with me wow. when we were in high school? And I said, yeah, I'll come to the hospital. I don't know what to do, but come pick me up and, and we'll do it. And that episode was us talking about the day and what triggered it and who he talked to. And it was just a real conversation about what it's like to want to take your life. Yeah. And it was just a powerful conversation. So for me, I think it was the understanding that I can actually help somebody by talking to somebody else. And I think I've always wanted to help somebody, help people, help the world. I just never knew how to do it. So I think my purpose, I think I always somewhat knew my purpose was to help others. I just didn't know the vehicle. And the vehicle, right. when I landed on podcasting, I said, that's something that I think I could probably do. Yeah, totally. And now it's been five years. Yeah, I started in April of 2017. So almost five and a half years, which is wild. And you have over a thousand episodes out? 1100 and we recorded 1110 today. So yeah, over 1100 episodes at this point, yeah. What has been your journey like as a podcaster? What were your topics like in the beginning and what are your topics like now? How have they evolved? <laughs> yeah, in the beginning, it was very much, I would literally get motivation or inspiration from watching a TV show. I remember I watched this TV show about people who had weird jobs. And it was like jobs that they always wanted that they somehow made their reality. And I remember yeah. thinking like, hmm, that is something. Like I want to talk to people about what they could do if they could do anything. So in the beginning, it was very much like me just thinking hyper-consciously. Like <laughs> what is a layer below that, a layer below that, a layer below that? Probably... I don't know, 450 episodes in, we transitioned from hyperconscious to next level university because I realized nobody really knows what hyperconscious means. And we started to understand that many of our listeners were dream chasers. They were people who wanted more out of life 
not necessarily to be an entrepreneur, but they wanted more. They wanted to start their own thing. They wanted to to try something new. And we realized, look, we're kind of teaching. So let's be next level university. We'd say next level all the time. Like that's that's our word. Like that's a, you know, so let's do that. And at that point, we were talking about entrepreneurship. We were talking more about sales and business. And then we really, really leaned into holistic self-improvement. So our thing now is level up your life, love, health, and wealth. So if you have a relationship, we'll talk about relationships. I'm I'm happily married. Alan's in a wonderful relationship. We know business at a deep level, right? We know health at a at a fairly deep level. I'm not a doctor by any stretch of the imagination, but when it comes to that sort of thing, we have a good understanding. Um, business, we have a good understanding. So it really for us is we want to help people change the identity first and then give them tactics to use, not just say this is what you need to do to be successful, because that doesn't work for everybody. That's not, that's right. not how it works. So right. It's not good the, right. Exactly. In the beginning, it was very simple. Now it's, we're trying to take complex things and break them down to simple. I love it. So where do you see yourself in the next five years? Do you see yourself podcasting still, or do you see yourself going on TV or how do you see yourself in the next five years? Man, uh, I plan on podcasting until I die. I like, I, really, <laughs> I love it. I, I want to podcast forever. That's, that's, it's one of my favorite things in the world to do in five years. I think we'll be doing a lot of what we're doing now, just on a more exponential level. So we'll still be doing seven episodes a week. I expect that our business will be just much, much, much larger. Probably like, I mean, you know, we're, I'd say probably like five to $7 million a year in in five years, if we stay at the rate we're at. And then at that point, we should be five years from today, we should be at like maybe 10 million downloads if things continue trending the way they are. So I just see us doing the same thing we're doing now, just better, really. And I'm just very happy and I'm aligned and I'm fulfilled with everything we're doing. So I just think, yeah, better, more value, more financial freedom so we can bring more impact to the world. I know it's kind of a cop-out answer, but it's, it's what I do every day, just better. I don't think it's a cop-out answer at all. I appreciate it. (laughs) So tell us about your struggles as a podcaster, though. What are the parts that are kind of like, oh, man, that was a tough one. I'm glad glad that I was able to get through that. (laughs) One of the things I don't think people talk about often is when you land a big guest, it's scary. It's doing interviews is scary. When you don't know how to pronounce somebody's name or you're afraid of a certain question you're going to ask. I would say one of the hardest things for me was feeling like I belonged. We got some pretty, in our industry, we got some pretty big people within the first 50 episodes. And I remember thinking like, I'm going to jump out the window. I don't know if I can do this. This is going to be, <laughs> this is going to be a whole thing. So definitely learning about my own level of confidence has been one of the bigger challenges and then making money in the beginning. I mean, we didn't make any money for the first two years. So we were yeah. really just working on our character and trying to trying to figure out like, all right, let's be consistent. Let's figure out how to build a community. And eventually we'll get to the point where we can start charging money. But it was that. The hardest part for me has been being broke, being very, very, very broke for the first for the first couple or several years. Those are the biggest two problems for me by far. So how did you solve that issue? We started coaching people for free. We, oh, wow. it, yeah, yeah. It was literally like, I, I messaged somebody, her name's Jenna. And I said, hey, I've never coached before. I know I'm aware because I've studied self-improvement now for a couple of years and I, I'm 
obsessed with it. I study every day. Uh, I want to help people, but I don't think I'm ready to charge. If I coached you for free, is that something you'd be interested in? And she said, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. I got my first free client. Awesome. So I started coaching her every week for like an hour. Then I started saying that to other people. And I think at that point, I probably got like five or six clients that I was working with either weekly or biweekly. And then it got to the point where I was too busy and I just messaged everybody and said, hey, I can't do this for free anymore. What do you think about 50 bucks a call? Is that fair? Do you think that's reasonable? And everybody said, yes. So I went from having no paying clients to probably you know, six. So I went from $0 to probably like $300 a week, which for me at that time was a lifesaver, oh, yeah. right? So we built it based on that. We built it based on, my goal is always to over-deliver. I mean, that really yeah. is is what my goal is. Not only like when you you and I are here, but when we get off the mic, I, I don't want to under-deliver. I want to over-deliver as much as I can. That's how we've built our business is I'm not focused on making sure it's scalable. I'm not looking for any passive income. I'm willing to be there face-to-face if that's what it takes. And I also believe that's the way to add more value. The person who adds the most value wins in the long run. And oh, yeah, we, absolutely. right, we started by adding value for free. Yeah. And eventually we got to we got to exchange value for money, which is I think everybody's ultimate goal. Oh yeah, totally. Mm. So tell us more about your I mean, I guess I'm kind of curious to see where your creative endeavor. I mean, I can assume that I, I'm assuming that you also went through some struggles as far as like the creative part, um, audio, video. Um, I mean, who helped you with all that? Uh, I learned. I learned it all. I learned audio editing. I learned video editing at a, at a, I won't say a fairly high level, but good enough to make some really good teaser clips and content. I just, it was very much in the beginning, what can I do with the time that I have and just using YouTube? Right. That, that was really what it was in the beginning. And I remember, I remember seeing, I think it was Joe Rogan had these teaser clips and it was like a one to three minute piece of his episode. Yes. And it had this like title and it had these cut scenes and subtitles. And I was, I told Alan, I said, we got to get to that level. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, all right, what do we got to do? And I said, I don't know, man. He's like, well, I know there's a program called Adobe Premiere and like the Hollywood directors use it. You could probably do that. So I downloaded that and yeah. I, it took me 16 hours to make my first one minute oh. TV clip and my laptop crashed twice and I had to oh, buy a new laptop. No. But that was the beginning. That was the beginning oh. for me of, oh, okay, cool. So now I know how to do that. I know how to yeah. audio edit. So I, I audio edited and video edited our first probably 300 episodes. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. It was a lot. It was a pain in the butt for sure. But then it got to the point where we, we were making enough money where we could hire a team. And then with that team, we were able to actually take on new clients for podcast production, thus growing the business. So I never would have been able to start that side of the business if I didn't learn how to do it myself first. Exactly. So in, in retrospect, yeah, it sucked and it took a lot of time and my laptop crashed. But yeah. That 16 hours that it took me, I didn't make a, a penny for it. But ultimately, in the long run, that'll make me a lot of money and it'll help me impact a lot of people. Totally. That's amazing, Kevin. <laughs> I appreciate Kevin, it. Kevin, what kind of advice can you give people that are starting off or that are curious even whether or not podcasting is for them? I would say, number one, if you can't be consistent, either don't start or find a way to double down on consistency. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very hard to win 
as a podcaster in general, it's nearly impossible to win if you're not going to be consistent. So finding somebody to be a co-host is a huge hack because you'll yeah. always have somebody there pushing you. That's one. Number two, really focus on the problem that you're going to solve. You might think to yourself, well, I want to start a, a comedy podcast. You, the problem you're solving is boredom. That's okay. That's still a problem. But make sure you're you're solving a problem with your podcast because if you're not focused and understanding what that specific problem is, it's going to be very hard to grow. That would be the, the second part. Third part is focus on your community. Yes. Uh, the, the deep understanding that if you have 15 people listening to an episode, that's 15 more people than you had yesterday. True. That's a classroom, right? 15 people oh, might not yeah. seem like a lot, but that's a great place to start. But so, when you actually see the heads and a person there, a soul, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it adds you, and it adds. You have to treat each human as a human. Like that's the lifetime value of a listener is higher than most people think. And then the last thing I would say is don't, don't be afraid to try to make money. A lot of people wait. They say like, oh, I have to have a certain amount of downloads, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just start offering free calls as long as you can add value to your audience. If you're a podcast that solves a problem, say it's, you know, it's a fitness podcast or whatever it may be. If you can solve your listener's problem, do it for free. And I guarantee eventually you'll make money. A lot of people don't, they say, don't do that. Don't undercharge. In the beginning, yeah. when you're trying to build momentum, I think that's important. And yeah, you might not be getting money for your time, right. but you're learning about your audience and you're getting experience and experience is invaluable. You're valuable. <laughs> yeah, but in the very beginning, it's like you're only as valuable as you are in the very beginning. Very true. Right? And like I'm the most valuable I've ever been, but that's because I've done 1100 episodes and <laughs> right, helped however many podcasters in the beginning me giving away a free call was such a, it was the best use of my time, honestly. Oh yeah, absolutely. So much so where I still do it, right? Yeah. Like you and I talked, I said, after right. we're done, I will tell you everything you need to know about podcasting. I, that's what I want to do. I, it's a valuable use of my time. I love it. I love that you're doing what brings you joy, what's aligning you with your purpose of life. I can see the joy in your voice. <laughs> I can feel it. I can hear it. And it's just, it's really amazing how aligned you are. I appreciate Thanks so much it. for being on the Little Less Fear podcast. How can our viewers or watchers and our listeners find you? Yeah, if you just search Next Level University, our podcast will come up. We're on YouTube as well. And if you have any questions or anything you need, just DM me. My handle is at neverquitkid on Instagram. I would love to chat. At neverquitkid. I love that's it. That's me. Neverquitkid. That's his handle, everybody. Kevin Palmieri, an incredible energy thanks so much for bringing your energy here on a little less fear podcast don't forget to hit the subscribe button follow us if you haven't yet if you have any questions feel free to email me at a little less fear at gmail.com thank you everybody and have a blessed rest of your day thank you everybody for tuning in to a little less fear podcast for more information on my social media pages you can visit me at www.alittlelessfear.com i also have an incredible list of resources for people all over the world and it's it's really formulated to help all kinds of people lgbtqia community alcohol alcoholics anonymous um i mean disabilities i mean the list goes on so feel free to visit my website a little less fear.com you can also email me at a little less fear gmail.com i'm also on patreon i'm a life purpose counselor on patreon 
for uh, this is available for everybody and it's also available for only exclusive members on patreon everybody's welcome so please visit me there at www.patreon.com backslash a little less fear thank you to all the new followers and subscribers go ahead and hit the follow subscribe button if you haven't already and tell your friends and family about a little less fear podcast thanks so much for all your support love you all have a blessed day Thank you.